live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Good afternoon, sports fans. Uh, if you were here with us yesterday, you know that I was guest guest host, and I am again today. Uh, no Jordy Holtberg. I think he's enjoying himself on the beach somewhere, probably getting a tan like he needs a tan. And uh, and uh, I'm sitting in for him here uh, while he's enjoying himself. Glad to be able to do it. I'm actually... Uh, I'm actually kind of, it's funny. I, I, it's kind of a hate love relationship with this job. Like I, I just not good at it, so, but, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun to do, especially yesterday. I'll tell you, if you, if you missed yesterday's show, man, like Dale Brown, y'all, if you, if you've never heard Dale Brown speak, he's like, he's unbelievable. He was unbelievable yesterday. He's one of the most intelligent men I've ever met. Uh, somebody asked me this yesterday when I got, I said, man, like he was, you know, probably sitting at his, at his house reading all those quotes. I said, oh, 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 no, no, no. He, you don't know him. He was not reading anything. All those quotes from John Wooden and from et cetera, and, and Don Meyer, that's on from the top of his head. He, 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 he's, he's brilliant. He can remember all that stuff. But anyway, we had a good day with Dale Brown and my brother, Ricky Broussard. And we ended the day, kind of had to cut him short a little bit. I feel bad for Coach Bobby Pascal. Um, I tried to invite him back today, but he probably, probably said, heck with you, you, you cut me off. He didn't, he didn't say that, but I think he's probably playing golf. So we, we couldn't get Coach Pascal on again. But uh, we got a nice little show today. Uh, I actually want to try to get a few calls because James, our producer, was telling me that uh, yesterday he got a bunch of calls, but we couldn't get him in because we couldn't get anybody in, right? <laughs> we couldn't. I mean, the, the interviews were short. So anyway, uh, I want to encourage all of you to call today. Um, in, in Here at Acadia, you can call the hotline, the game hotline. It's 337-706-0111. Hey, don't forget, you can watch us. I don't know why anybody would want to watch me. Uh, uh, that that's beyond my calling there, but I, I'm 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 paid to announce this, right? <laughs> Watch us on Simulcast Stadium, thirty-two point three, and on one thirty-three LUS Fiber. All right, so we got that. All right, so here's my topic today. I want to know, like, what's the greatest sporting event that you've ever attended in person? In person, or maybe not, maybe not like the greatest game, but something maybe like that. That happened out of the ordinary, unusual or something, you know. Uh, you know, so so if you got one of those events you went to and you're like, man, this is the greatest game. It was triple overtime or, you know, it's went 19 innings, baseball game or, you know, football. I, I want you to think back on what's one of the greatest games you've ever seen in person, uh, in person. And I, I like to get some calls in on that. Um, I'm going to share mine. Um, and it wasn't the greatest game by any means, but this was a, this was a funny experience. So. My good friend, Jim McGee, some of you may know Jim, Lafayette guy, he's a great guy, big UL guy. Uh, Jim McGee, he calls me and says, hey, coach, uh, I got a ticket, extra ticket for the Pelicans game. Now, I can't recall what year this was, but it's when the Pels played uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, don't know what year that was, but it was a home game. And a matter of fact, I don't think they were even the Pelicans. I think that's when they were the uh, Hornets, I believe. Yeah. So, uh, and so he calls me and I'm like, it was, I think it was a Saturday. Saturday or Sunday. So anyway, I'm like, man, I'd love to go to that. So check with the wife. You always got to check with the wife, make sure she's okay with it. Check with the wife. And uh, sure enough, they said, yeah, I'm going. So I go to this game, right? And on the way, if you know Jim McGee, he, he likes to ask a lot of questions. He likes to pick your brain. 
So, you know, on the way over there, we talked about it. He said, you know, somebody asked me, you know, like this game today, why, I can watch it on TV. Why am I going to travel all the way to New Orleans and watch the game in person? He said, you never know. You might see, like, you might see a record, like, you know, most points ever or most assists ever in a game. So you can always say, hey, I was at that game when that happened. All right. So anyway, long story short, we get to the game. We're watching the game. Uh, it's, it's a really good game. Uh, and there's a timeout. And the mascot for the Pelicans, they bring out this trampoline and they bring out this ring of fire. And he's going to jump on the trampoline through the ring of fire and he's going to dunk the basketball. Man, the guy gets ready. He has a cape on. They light up the ring of fire. He jumps through it. The crowd goes crazy. Double flips through the ring, dunks it. Crowd's going crazy. The, the two little guys from the, from the uh, so Smoothie King Center come out and extinguish the flames, right? Well, it's kind of like one of those birthday candles. They extinguished it, and it came right back on. <laughs> These two guys looked at each other. <laughs> they caught the extinguisher, and they did it again. Shh, man. It kind of goes out, but it comes back on again. They try to spray again. They have no more of that foam in the extinguisher. Like these two guys are in a panic mode. They, you see them run off the court. Next thing you know, this guy comes in with a fire extinguisher. must have been about four foot tall. It's like as tall as the guy, guy bringing it in. So, boy, he runs into the court. And when I'm telling you, he put that flame out. Like it was white all over the place. And y'all, it's just so funny. But so we were in a suite. And so I told McGee, I said, hey, give me your binoculars. Give me your binoculars. So Popovich at the time was, you know, he was concentrating. He was in the huddle talking to his players, you know. And uh, and so I put my binoculars right on Popovich. And y'all, uh, you know how it is sometimes when you're watching TV and you're watching a sporting event and you can read the lips of the athlete and what he says. Well, I could clearly, clearly read Popovich's lips. He, so he gets up from his huddle and he, he, he has no idea what's going on, right? He hears people scream, but he's talking to his players. He turns around, he sees this white foam <laughs> all over the court. And he turns to the referee and he says, what the, I cannot say the word, is going on here? <laughs> Man, I was cracking up. Y'all, the game was on it was on national TV. It was delayed eight minutes because they had to come and get clean up all that white foam all over the court. So the game so 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 I turned to Jim McGee and I said, McGee, that's why you come to a live sporting event. Never again will they ever have a flaming a, a, a mascot going through a flame a flaming hoop right there in the Smoothie King Center. And they, they have not had one to this day. So we saw history. All right, I think we got a caller. It could be one of my good, good buddies. I think it could be. They just told me, Bobby, I got a feeling this might be my friend Bobby Nerver. Uh, caller, you, caller, you there? Yes, I'm here. Ah, uh, that's for sure, Bobby Nerver, my friend. I can tell by the voice. How you doing, Bobby? That's it. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. You, know, I, I really, you said Dale Brown yeah. was uh, the most intelligent person that you ever met. And you're probably the most intelligent person <laughs> that I've ever met. Uh, anybody who can come out third and is graduating class at Mo High School, <laughs> I mean, that, that's pretty darn intelligent. <laughs> Yeah, well, Bobby, you got a point. You got a valid point there. <laughs> hey, hey, Bobby, and I know you know who the two are. Johnny Duyon was the first, was a valedictorian, and Denise Hebert was the was the salutatorian. So you're right. That was two. Uh, you're right. It wasn't bad company there, Bobby. <laughs> three, three out of five. Three out of you know? no, no, that was no, Bobby. You forget we had one of the largest classes ever in the history of Mo. We had twenty. We, wow. Yeah, we had 20 graduates. <laughs> 10 boys and 10 girls. Yes, indeed. Tuition must have been. Tuition was 
free that year, I guess. <laughs> Tuition at Mo was free, Bobby. It was sure. It sure was. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. I've got three games. I got three uh, right. games for you. Okay, what you got? So first of all, the uh, the opening game of the 2008 Women's College World Series when the Cajuns defeated the number one team in the country. Florida Gators. Oh, they won yes. that game three to two in eight innings. Eight innings. And in 2014, I was fortunate enough to uh, to broadcast the Cajun games from the uh, Women's College World Series. So those those two events are at the top of my list. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I think I think it was the uh, the 2018. American League Divisional Series, when the Yankees and Astros played, uh, my good friend Corey Mutal invited me to go to game two. Okay. And uh, even though the Yankees, Altuve hit a home run, I think, a walk-off in the ninth. Yeah. To beat the Yankees three to two. Right. If I'm not mistaken. And uh, so those three are at the top of my list. Yeah. I've been to a lot of... uh, Sporting events in my life. And yes, you of have. Of course, you know, uh, uh, broadcasting the uh, St. Thomas More State Championship game. I think that was 2013. Correct. Over at uh, yeah. ULM, if ULM. I'm not ULM, that's correct. You know, and, yeah. And uh, broadcasted a couple of state championship games in the Superdome. So uh, all of those games at the top of my list. Wow, that's pretty awesome. So Bobby, to go to. Go to yeah, Bobby, to go to a World Series game, man, that, you know, that, that's, that's pretty awesome. Hey, I'm going to tell you my World Series. So my next-door neighbor was a guy named, named uh, 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 Ashby. Um, oh, my God. Andrew Ashby was his son. I, I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. You remember him? Yeah. So Lewis. So yeah. Lewis, I'm going to tell Lewis. I'm getting old. Lewis Ashby. So Lewis's, Lewis's father-in-law was the uh, – he – uh, did like the he would manage the I don't want to say the food court but the be- beverage whatever beverage for the for the uh, for the Minute Maid okay so so Lewis had tickets and he couldn't make Game Five so he said Danny uh, you I got two tickets for you for Game Five so I'm like oh my God this is awesome now Bobby I can't even this was like this was not this is not recently this was like the, I, you might even know I can't remember when a uh, uh, James, do a little research for us. When did, when were the Astros? Be, you know, before this current run, they they made it like one time. It was like I don't know, 2014 or I don't somewhere back in that time, 2010. I don't know, but I can't remember who they were playing against. But anyway, long story. So, boy, we fired up, right? So, man, I'm watching. We're watching Game Four, right? And uh, well, unfortunately, whoever was playing the Astros. One game four, they swept them. There was no, there was no game five. <laughs> I had two tickets. We could, I guess, we could have gone to the stadium and just just gone in and asked if we could just go in and sit for a while. But there would be no game because they got swept. So that that's my story about the world. The only chance I'd ever go to a World Series game, I had tickets in my hand, and there was no game. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been fortunate to uh, to be able to do those things, and uh, you know, had some good people. That helped me get to that point, like you and Kim Broussard at, at STM. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share those things with you. And yeah. Of course, you know, you being one of the most intelligent people <laughs> I ever met, you know, I, I, I couldn't pass it to, to, to call in and share that. You know? Well, I appreciate it, Bobby. Um, hey, Bobby, Bobby, before I let you go, 
I want you to give me an estimate because Bobby, you've been watching. You've been you, you. I mean, you are a sports fan now. You watch football, basketball, baseball, and I'm talking about all levels. You know, elementary, of, of high school, college. Bobby, what? How many games would you estimate seriously in your career that you that you have watched? G- give me give me a guess. Oh my God! I know. I never thought about that. It's uh, it's got to be in the thousands. In the thousands for sure. Yeah. I mean, in the thousands. Uh, I mean, you were a sports writer I mean, one time. You were covering. I mean, yeah, you were. Co- really think about that. Yeah, you were covering high school you know? sports at one time. Remember when you were writing for the Marina? You were covering games, so you were seeing a game almost every other night. You know, and then you coach. Oh, you coach. You coach Biddy. I mean, you've coached Babe Ruth. You coach Biddy. You know, so you've coached some. You've watched them, and and then you know now at UL, man. I tell you, hey, thank God most of the time, because, you know, most of the time you're either a coach or I don't think you have to pay to get in all these events. So thank God for that. You saved a, a little bit of money by being a, on, on, a, on a kind of the staffs of, of these different teams, you know? Yeah, well, uh, let me just say I wish I had a dollar yeah. for every game I ever attended. No doubt. No doubt. You'd be, yeah, a, you'd be, a, be in pretty good shape. You'd be in good shape. You could do yeah. a few things. You could go to the beach. You could go to the beach for a week. And yeah. I love sports, Danny, but, yeah. but also a part – of attending all those games is, is is to be able to be around uh, you know my friends and yeah. and getting to meet new people and uh, you know that's that's been that's been been a better part yeah. of being able to do all those things you know it's, it's just all the people yeah. that I've been able to meet over the years. Uh, Made a lot of good friends through sports. No, yeah, no, no doubt. And I, I, I'm not going to share the story with because I know people have heard it about about me and you about me, you know, you know, not button about not button the baseball and you getting on my butt. But Bobby, I got to say, you know, you know, as you go along in life, you you meet some, you know, you like you said, you you run into people and God puts different people in your lives. And man, I'm I'm blessed to have you in mind because uh, you know you've been an inspiration for me. You know, uh, I don't know if all the listeners uh, and I know you don't like me bragging on you, but you know, uh, you've had a disability and you've never let that stop you from doing anything you wanted to do as a matter of fact i tell the story all the time about how until until just recently you refused to get a handicap spot because you felt like hey i don't need that it's for other people that need it you know and i know now you're getting a little up in age and so you're a little slower than you used to be but uh you, you know you've been an inspiration for me and i want to thank you for that and and uh, I, I really treasure our friendship bobby well i appreciate that uh, you know i feel the same way yep yeah, very good. Well, Bob, thanks for the call, and I'm glad to know that I'm on the top of the list at Mo High School. I guess you, you got a good, valid point. But to be third ranking is says a lot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, Bob, take care. I'll talk to you later. Uh, all right. All right. Hey, there you go. That was Bobby Nerver. All right. Well, that's good. We're gonna. Uh, we're gonna. It's time for a little time out here on the Jordy Hulberg Show. We'll, we'll have a little time out. We right. Be right back in a minute or so. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. The Game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with our latest Astros weekend getaway. The Red Hot Houston Astros take on the Baltimore Orioles on Saturday, August 27th, and you can be there. Register in the game clubhouse to score four tickets, a tour of Minute Maid Park, and hotel accommodations that Saturday night. Astros weekend getaways are powered by Butcher AC, Lil Meridian Houston downtown in the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Welcome back to the Jordy Hulberg Show. I'm Coach Danny Broussard, your guest host today. Um, 
We just got through having a little uh, uh, question and answer with Bobby Nerver. So if you, uh, the question today is if uh, we'd like to know what's the, one of the greatest sporting events that you've, that you've been, that you witnessed firsthand, not, not on TV, but that you were there to watch. Uh, it could be high school, college sports. I want you to think about that. I, I, I gave mine earlier. It actually wasn't a good game, but it's something that was memorable for me that I'll never forget. Uh, Unusual it happened. But anyway, um, so, so uh, don't feel free to call in. Uh, at seven oh, I'm sorry, three three seven seven oh six oh one one one. Right now, though, uh, we have with us uh, a good buddy of mine who has really done an unbelievable job. He's uh, he's uh, he, you know he started with the the ground up and just really worked his way up, and um, uh, he's done a remarkable job as a sports reporter, sportscaster, uh, and that's Mr. Jacques Doucet. Jacques, are you here with us? Yeah, Coach, great to be with you, man. How are you? I'm, do, I'm doing almost as good as you, Jacques, almost as good as you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I'll tell you what, I, I, I was blessed to be uh, born in Acadiana, raised in Milton, and raised uh, around great people like yourself and uh, and all the people there in that area. So uh, I was a... Uh, I was a lucky one for sure. No, no doubt. We grew up in a, we were a, gra- a great area, area and a great time to grow up too. Too, Jacques, I might add. I think we, uh, you know, as things are going further and further, we're like, "Who, man? This is this world's getting tough." But anyway, um, yeah. so so Jacques, I, I'd like to tell us a little bit. I know you got. Uh, you're like me. I got my. I have our, our STM fishing rodeo coming up next Friday and Saturday up at, at Sippermore Point. That's we've kind of started a great tradition. We had over 300 anglers last year. We, it, it started off with 35, and now we're up to over 300. It's been a really big event for us, and it's just a fun event, you know. It's a, and so I know I know you, Jock. You something that you're proud of. You started this a number of years ago. Tell us a little bit about this event you're hosting. Uh, I think it's this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, Coach, um, when I was a senior in high school in 1994, uh, out in Maurice, Louisiana, me and my friends, it was not too long after the Kevin Costner movie, Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come, and we just kind of built this quirky softball field in my parents' uh, yard, and we just started kind of playing <laughs> games when we were kids, and then we started doing it as a reunion, kind of get people back together, and we might have started with three or four teams, and Somewhere along the way, my good friend Taylor Begno, who had been in the military, uh, said, you know, you work for a TV station, you can reach a lot of people, why don't we make a charity event out of this? And uh, so around 2010, we started uh, raising money for Louisiana military charities, and somewhere around, somewhere along the way, the name Red Rock and Blue came about. And uh, so this weekend, we do a slow-pitch softball tournament. We have 85 teams coming to uh, Oak Villa here in, uh, in Baton Rouge. Um, they just got their fields turfed, which is uh, manna from heaven. <laughs> we were so thrilled about that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we've been rained out plenty of years, and now with this turf, that, that kind of hopefully yeah. eliminates that. Absolutely. So, anyway, yeah, that's yeah. going on this weekend. That's awesome, Jacques. That's awesome that you uh, that you do that. You know, Jacques, one of the one of my um, things that um, that I'm kind of challenging myself to is to, you know, I get so consumed with, with you know, the St. Thomas More and the little, the little shell I'm in, you know, and, I really haven't. Uh, I feel like I, re- I although I, I, I have a special heart, a place in my heart for, for our options kid, and I think we've done a pretty good job with that. But 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 stretching outside of STM, I really haven't uh, you know done enough stuff like that, and I'm, I've kind of challenged myself. Uh, Coach Brown, as a matter of fact, Coach Brown sent me an email and he was talking about those sort of things about guys making a difference, and so that's kind of one of my things on my plate is see if I can't make a you know be more of a difference maker outside of my little my little community I'm in. So uh, hats hats to you all for for doing that. Now, now Jacques. Am I am I right? I thought I saw one time. Didn't y'all turn that event in your backyard? Wasn't it even a, a slip and slide event at one year? 
<laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, we tried to. We built a beach volleyball court one year yeah. and stuff. We were trying to, you know, act big time. I guess you say, Coach. we were trying to be like the OC or, or, or nine hundred two one zero or something. You know? you, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I uh, saw but, a slip and slide event one one time at your at your softball game. I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I tell you what, with, with in South Louisiana and the rain, we might that that might have come about for sure one, one time or another. But uh, no doubt, yeah. This it, it, it's been fun. We try to do it in the summertime when it's slow, right before the start of football, and uh, we do some concerts and different stuff. So if uh, anyone wants to get involved, the, the website's redrockandblue.com. You can buy a t-shirt or make a donation. We give to Blue Star Moms of Louisiana and uh, and the local. Uh, organizations like that that's great that's great appreciate that uh so jacques i want to ask you this um you know i i uh i went to a clinic one time and you know uh you know i was young at the time and anyway it was and it was bobby knight was speaking and so so uh yeah yeah there was a there was it was in new orleans at rommel high school and there was this young a young reporter he was very young. It's a camera guy. I'm not even sure. You know, Jacques, I did. Sometimes I just have to send the camera guy out to get some clips, yep. you know, they didn't even interview him. And he probably, he probably wouldn't have got interviewed anyway. But anyway, so, so <laughs> there's like 150, 200 coaches in this thing, 250, maybe, I don't know, there's a lot of coaches. And, and Knight turns to him and says uh, something like, who gave you permission to be in here? You know, something to that effect. I'm like, oh, my God, I kind of fell for the guy. Well, stupid me. Yeah. As, the, as, the, as the clinic goes on, he asked if we had any questions. And so, you know, he had made some kind of comment. So I kind of asked him, well, Coach Knight, you know, why would you kind of like, why would you do, why would you do this? if <laughs> he, he didn't like the question too much. <laughs> and so I don't know exactly. I mean, I, my, my heart kind of stopped. And he pretty much came back and was something like, you dumb idiot, in, in so many words. You know, uh, that's not what I was trying to say, you know. So he was like, well, you know, I think I think I kind of hit a nerve because I think I had a pretty good point. But he certainly wasn't going to admit that he that that he was wrong anyway. So anyway, he came back at me and man, I'm thinking to myself, what you dummy? Why did you even ask him a question? So <laughs> so Jacques, tell me, it's got to be a time when, you know, I don't want to say you stuck your foot in your mouth. But what what or, or maybe who's been the hardest interview or is there every time when you ask a question, you're like, oh, man. And maybe I shouldn't shouldn't ask that. Is there anything oh, yeah. that comes to your mind? Well, that, that, that's what always comes about, Coach. Yeah. You know that there's a question, or there's questions out there that the fans have, yep. and and or somebody else have, and you sit down and you kind of think to yourself, okay, who's going to have the you know what in this room to ask this question? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and is is everyone just going to kind of go with the flow, or is someone going to step up? And you know, yep. I, I've. I've done that before where I've had to ask uh, a tough question and then you can hear the LSU people or other people kind of grumble and maybe call you, call you uh, something underneath their breath or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just, that yeah. goes with it. Uh, you know, I think one time coach in particular is that Johnny Jones season when Ben Simmons uh, uh, yeah. played and, uh, and the team just kind of quit. Yeah. Um, and so they had an end-of-the-year presser, and I just kind of asked those kind of questions. You know, I said, uh, isn't sportsmanship or sports in about fighting through adversity? And, and, and why did you guys, you know, quit? Yeah. You know, that, that, kind of, uh, that was one time. I mean, certainly my most infamous press conference was the press conference after the LSU-Tennessee football game in 2010 when um, uh, they, they should have lost and they won the uh, T-Bob snap, and then they got – 13 men on the field for Tennessee. Oh, and yeah. One more play. You know, yeah. And I went to that press conference, Coach. I don't know if I was just too jacked up on free workout <laughs> supplements that morning or whatever. But, uh, 
I just got the microphone and I just went on a, you know, just this rant to Les Miles about uh, <laughs> the only reason you guys won that game was because of blind luck. There's a disconnect <laughs> with you and the fans and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That was just not the right not the right thing to do. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. It was funny at the time, real quick, you know, a lot of the fans said, oh, thank you so much. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. And then the next year when they started 13-0, and I had some guy come up to me and say, you're that guy that disrespected our coach. So yeah, that's just the way it goes. <laughs> that's, <you know? laughs> that's the nature of the beast, isn't it, Jacques? Yeah. That, yep, for, yeah. for sure. It, it, All right. So let me ask you, let me ask you this. Who, who's one of, who's one of your, who's one of the toughest interview? Who, who's the toughest coach? Cause I know you did a lot of LSU guys. Who's the toughest guy to interview? Well, I tell you what, coach, when I first got the job, the three coaches I were dealing with were Nick Saban, John Brady, and Skip Burtman. Ooh. And that was a combination Ooh. of intimidating and terrifying. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I left, I left a lot of press conferences feeling about two feet tall. And I'm like, man, this is my dream job. I thought this was going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, certainly anytime you ask Nick Saban a question, you were, you were flirting with him, just chewing you up and spitting you out yep. in front of everybody. Yes. And then, you know, your family members even saying, man, I love it when he chews you out like that. That's great. <laughs> we all laugh. You know, like, thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and Coach Brady has come so far, you know, yeah. um, and he really, he really changed before the end of his LSU tenure. But early on, man, he was, he was really acidic. And uh, yeah. so that was really tough. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Joe was very approachable, very affable. Uh, you know, Les was kind of, you know, on planet Les sometimes, uh, obviously. Um, you know, Sean Payton, uh, you know, he, he would, he, he if he didn't like a question, he certainly would, uh, you know, would let you have it. Let I, you have it, yeah. I'll tell you one quick, quick thing. It's yeah. 2010, and um, the Saints were playing the Steelers. It was a Sunday night game, and the Saints challenged the call. The Steelers had scored a touchdown, but the, but the Saints challenged it and said, no, you're down at the one-inch line. And they won the call, and you're thinking, well, this ain't going to be a big deal. The Steelers are going to punch it in, yep. or, you know, one play. Yep. Anyway, goal line stand by the Saints. They, they turned them away. So I, I'm trying to compliment the coach after, Coach Payton after the game and, and say, man, that's why you challenge, right? You don't take anything for granted. And he looks at me and he goes, well, if you don't challenge – it's a touchdown. So you get the boob question of the day. And so once again, I felt about two feet off. So that was another one. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, well, Jacques, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, in, in your profession, it's obviously going to happen. And kudos to you for, for asking the tough questions. I know it's not, not easy to do. Well, Jacques, look, I know you got a lot going on. Hey, tell me one more time um, how, how we can get involved. Give me that, that website again, Jacques. It's uh, redrockandblue.com, redrockandblue.com. Okay, perfect, perfect. Well, Jacques, I know you got to get to work. Thanks so much for sp- spending a little time with us today and sharing some of your stories with us on 103.7 The Game. Yeah, Coach, thanks. Keep up the great work anytime. Give me a call. All right, appreciate it, Jacques. There you go. You have it, Jacques Doucet with uh, – uh, I can't even tell you the station he's, he's, he's on, but he's in Baton Rouge, so for all you Lafayette people, we, we don't get to see him, but he's, he does an awesome job. Well, it's time for a little break right here. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take a little short mini break on the Jordy Hoboke Show. I'm Coach Danny Broussard. We'll have you back in a couple of minutes. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. July 29th, 1986. A New York jury rules that the NFL violated antitrust laws, but only awards the USFL $1 in damages. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 
The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com can help you with your date night blues. That's because once you become a member of our World Club, you will have the opportunity to win some excellent prizes like a $150 gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse at Cypress Bayou, or a $50 gift certificate to Half Show Oyster House, or even a $25 gift certificate to Mabel's Kitchen. But you can only score these great prizes by becoming a member of the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. It's free, it's simple, so sign up today. Welcome back. I'm Coach Danny Broussard, your guest host today on the Jardy Hulberg Show. Uh, y'all, we got some breaking news, if you haven't heard, I'm not sure. But um, it says, Louisiana men's basketball signs Kyron Ratliff, the third highest rated state prospect in Louisiana. Uh, he's the third highest rated recruited signed a grant aid scholarship to play for the Raging Cajuns announced today. UL coach Bob Marlin has been recruiting Ratliff since his sophomore season at Booker T. Washington in New Orleans. We was a three-time All-State selection before transferring and playing his senior season at Sean Dumas Academy. Ratliff, a 6'8 forward, averaged double-double his last two seasons, 17.6 points and 10.3 rebounds at Booker T. And in 15 points, 11 rebounds at Sean Dumas Academy. Wow. So it uh, seems like we got a pretty good uh, prospect. As a matter of fact, I happened to coach against this kid uh, at, when he was at Booker T. Washington. We played them as uh, – it had to be his sophomore season. And, uh, yeah, he, he's a pretty nice player, and I'm sure he's progressed since that sophomore year. So uh, it looks like a new pickup for the, for, the USL, for the UL Raging Cajuns. Speaking of UL Cajuns, <laughs> I got to apologize because yesterday we had on uh, Dale Brown, then we had my brother Ricky, then I had Coach Pasco, and, uh, you know, uh, time was going by us real quick. And so, man, I only had Coach Pasco on for like uh, eight minutes. I'm like, I felt so bad. So I asked Coach Pasco today if he would come back, and he graciously said he would – Come back and try to maybe kind of finish our interview. So uh, let's we'll we'll see if we if he's on. Coach Pasco, are you Coach Pasco? You with us? Yes, I am. All How right. are you doing today, Danny? <laughs> I'm doing great, Coach. I want to on the air. Uh, uh, I, I want to. I, I felt so bad about yesterday because, you know, Coach, I'm, I'm just like you, a basketball coach. I don't know what the heck's going on in this studio. And this, my boy James, the producer, is giving me all these, hey, it's time to break. It's, we got to go to commercial. And, man, I'm thinking, well, I got Coach Pascal. He's only been on it for like seven. He's telling me, Coach, you got to wrap it up. <laughs> and you're in the middle of a story. I'm like, man, this is, this is crazy. So, uh, again, I'm going to apologize for yesterday. So, but I'm glad, I appreciate you graciously saying that you'll, you'll come back and give me another chance. And I'm not going to cut you off today, Coach. Well, you don't owe me an apology. I appreciate being on. Oh, uh, great, great. So, Coach Pascal, I know we were talking uh, yesterday at, at the end. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the great Andrew Tony. Uh, hey, Coach Pascal, I don't know if you know this or not, but you know, I, I did go. I mean, I was I was at school with him. I went to I took many classes with Andrew, and you know, we teased about that yesterday about three and a half years. But look, I'm gonna tell you something. A he was Andrew was at all the classes. He's not one of those guys that you know would come every other time or you'd see him once a week. He was he attended classes regularly. And he was a good guy, and you know, I've I've kept up with him and. Uh, Coach, he just, he doesn't, he told me, he said, Danny, look, I'm sorry, but I, I don't do, he doesn't do any interviews, coach. He will not. He, he said he's just never done them. And he said, he, he just, he, he's sorry, but he, he doesn't want to do interviews. I, I'm not really sure the reason for that, but, um, but he doesn't do any interviews. Are you aware of that? Well, not really, yeah. because I never had tried to interview him <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, yeah. uh, you know, he, he just, uh, is I think he might look at that kind of like, uh, you know, Bill Russell uh, didn't sign uh, autographs. Uh -huh. And it wasn't because he 
you know, was trying to be rude to people. Right. Uh, he just didn't feel like that signing his name was a meaningful enough thing uh, for people, and and so he just he just didn't just didn't do that. And of course, having been in the uh, NBA, you know, obviously you never know uh, what types of interviews that uh, right. you're going to get requests to do and yeah. things where you might be uh, they might be wanting you to be critical of certain things and all that and Andrew I think just uh, you know prefers to uh, be uh, unto himself yeah. and his friends and yeah. uh, that type that type thing right yeah he is he is a pretty private person coach I, I agree with you on that he is he's a, you know he's, he's not he's not outspoken he's a quiet guy and so so i get i told him i said yeah no problem i i'd love to have to get him on i think the the fans of my katie would have loved to have him but uh he just said he just doesn't do him so so coach let's go back um i'd like you to take me you know i, I uh i remember you know again i'm a basket i mean I'm, I'm a basketball fanatic so i remember us playing stetson and so I, you know, I like I'd never heard of Stetson before. I didn't even know what state it was in. You know, it's kind of like back in the days when they said Gonzaga. I thought it was in New York. I had no idea. And then you know, all of a sudden Stockton comes out of there, and then they build a program. So everybody knows where Gonzaga is. But I'd never heard of Stetson. And so you know, after a period, it all came back to me of why we were playing Stetson is because you played at Stetson under the under the great Glenn Wilkes. Uh, yeah, I had the opportunity to do that. I I played at uh, Chipola Junior College in uh, Mariana, Florida, and of course they have had all through the years uh, one of the best uh, junior college uh, basketball programs yes. in the country. Yes. And I played for two outstanding coaches there, Jim Pavey and uh, uh, Milton Johnson, and uh, they've been to the uh, uh, nationals in in Hutchison, where they played the junior college national championship, and kind of a unique thing about it, uh, they went to the national uh, nationals the year before I played at Chipola, and uh, they they we didn't go either year that I was there, and they went the year after I left. So uh, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> I didn't make too big of an impact. You know, I did. I had a good career there, and yeah. uh, I had talked to Coach Wilkes uh, when I was uh, uh, coming out of high school, but I had already committed to uh, play at the uh, junior college, and I told him that if he was still interested uh, when I finished playing in junior college, yeah. that I would be interested in talking with him, and uh, I ended up there and. Of course, Coach Wilkes is a icon. You know, he's in the he's in the uh, Hall of Fame, uh, basketball Hall of Fame, and and uh, yes. he was probably had uh, probably the as big of an impact on basketball in general, but particularly basketball in the state of Florida yeah. as any as anybody. And uh, I was very fortunate. Uh, to be able to play uh, for him, and then uh, we really uh, continued a, a real close friendship uh, until he uh, passed away. He, he was about 
I think, 92, and that's been a couple of years ago. Wow. And I was at his 90th birthday celebration uh, in Deland. And, oh, wow, uh, nice. Where Stetson is located. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, he, he was a great coach and a great, great ambassador for the game of basketball. That's 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 awesome. Yeah, and it great coach. How you know? I mean, as, obviously, as coaches, you know, we we kind of like sponges. You know, we pick up, and I'm sure you. I, I'm the same as you. I you know, I was able to play for some really good high school. I didn't play college ball, but you know, I played for some some really good high school coaches. You know, and and picked up them, and I coached under Ricky for a year at, at STM. So you know, I, I got a chance, and I visited with Rodney Ledoux and Jack Dale Delome. So I got you know, I got a chance to just just soak up some stuff from all those guys. Coach, I never forget. I know I know you can relate to this, but we would be at a restaurant and 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 uh and i'm sure you remember rodney ledoux right coach went from your days when he was a assignment oh, secretary oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure I you did. remember coach ledoux yeah a, a, a coach pascal he would take out and every it, it was coming he you know he chewed that cigar he never smoked a cigar but he'd chew on it and boy he'd chew that cigar oh, right. yeah then, he, then look he'd take that pencil out of his pocket and he'd take that napkin and he'd start he'd start showing me the one three one how to trap it with on on a napkin you know we i don't know why we didn't ask the girl Hey, can you give us a sheet of paper? But but he'd take that nap. We'd use about ten napkins. And he, I tried to save. I tried to save it into the night, but invariably they get picked up and thrown away. So thank God my memory was pretty good back then. You know, I, I can remember what he showed me. But yeah, you know, it's just crazy how you just pick up from from different coaches. And as you said, you know, you picked up from Coach Wilkes and a little bit from from your junior college coaches as well. Uh, Coach Pascal, you know, it's it's um. I think it's always said something whenever a guy wins wherever he goes, you know. And when you look at your coaching career, that's kind of what you did. You know, you just uh, you took over some programs that weren't, that, you know. I, I looked at the South Florida, and, man, they were like 6-21 and 21 your first year there, you know. And then the next thing you know, three years later, you went, in, went three years in a row where you went 20 games. Coach, what, you know, when you get into a program like that, and obviously probably the talent level is not where it needs to be, and, you know, what, 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 what was your philosophy? But how did you try to build those college programs back in the day? Because you built a, a great one at UL, at USL, and a great one at South Florida. Tell me a little bit about what were your philosophy about recruiting players? What were you looking for? Well, you know, it, it was uh, uh, kind of similar situations, uh, a little bit different, but uh, we did have to uh, build from a certain point. And of course, uh, one thing about uh, USL was the fact that they had had uh, there had been a great uh, basketball tradition and great basketball support uh, before the uh, two-year suspension. But yeah. obviously, that was a unique uh, situation to uh, move into and uh, starting a program uh, where there had not been no games played. Uh, for uh, two years, and I think probably the the last team that uh, played before the suspension, I think they might have had about five or six guys drafted, you know, yeah, uh, right. and the pros. And so uh, we, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of high expectations. And so we just... Uh, uh, went to work to try to get the uh, best players that uh, were uh, committed to the game and uh, that we felt were would be really committed to what we wanted to do 
uh, as a program. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we always let our players know, uh, you know, what our expectations were uh, were going to be. We didn't. Uh, we never told them uh, that it was going to be uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, that we were going. That everything was going to be, uh, you know, easy for them to do. And uh, so uh, that and that there was going to be high expectations uh, on the court and uh, high expectations. Uh, off the court and also as far as the academic uh, aspect of it. And so, you know, that's how we approached it uh, uh, here. And fortunately, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, the first year that we played uh, here when we were starting the program back, uh, I was an assistant at that time. And I don't, I don't know how many games I even went to that year uh, because I stayed on the road <laughs> uh, recruiting most of the time. And, yeah. you know, it kind of paid off pretty well for us because we were able to sign uh, Andrew Tony, who might uh, be the best uh, player to ever come out of the state of Alabama, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Up there in the category with a guy like Charles Barkley and Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Robert Ory and. And guys like like that, and then we we were able to uh, sign uh, Dion Rainey, who unfortunately uh, uh, several years ago uh, passed away. Yeah. And he, he was the Player of the Year in the state of Florida. Wow! And, uh, and we've signed uh, Cordy Glenn, yep. who was a junior college player in Kansas, and might have been the best one, uh, best one there, and. At that time, we uh, uh, indicated that they would have a uh, possibly an opportunity to play early, right? And right, uh, they would have the opportunity to help uh, us uh, rebuild what had been a great basketball program in the past. Uh, now, in South Florida, it was a little different uh, situation. They had. Uh, had some good teams, and uh, you know they were in a, a a very good conference at the time. At yeah. that time, uh, the Sun Belt Conference was one of the best basketball conferences uh, going, and they had they had uh, a TV uh, contract with ESPN for I think they had a, at least one feature game during the week, and uh, they had a Sunday afternoon game and. You know that that was in the day before, you know, you turn on the TV and yeah, it might be yeah, twenty five right. games yeah. on at the same time. Exactly. So, yeah. So we, we it was kind of the same approach, except uh, there were already players there. Uh, we had to make some personnel changes, and uh, I it was a situation where uh, I. I had a, a very good athletic director. He was very committed uh-huh. uh, to, to what we were working to do. And, uh, you know, after about a, after the first year, as the year went along, I discovered some things that uh, were, you know, there in the program that if we didn't eliminate, uh, that we would never get the kind of players uh, that we that we wanted and uh-huh. the kind of people, and so yeah. I just went 
to him and told him, hey, there's I'm going to have to make some changes personnel-wise, and it's going to set us back uh, probably a, at least a full year. Yeah. And he told me, he, without hesitation, he said, you do whatever you need to do, and I'll back you. Yeah. And as you indicated, uh, see, we, di- we didn't even have a recruiting class my first year there. I, I started, I, I took the job a week after school started, uh, in the fall. And so we didn't have a, a recruiting class, uh, there. So, you know, our first recruiting class was in our, uh, second, second year. year. Wow. Could you be and on? Yeah. So, you know, it, it was just a, uh, situation where we had to, we had to build and, uh, well, and, well, Coach Pasco, you did, make, you did it. Make, make a lot of changes, yeah. and so uh, you know we won, like you said, six or seven games for the first year. He extended my contract. We won about eight the second year, uh, but we knew things were moving in the right direction internally. Yeah, fans probably didn't know that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. The wins and losses, yeah. and, but so he he kept sticking behind me and. Uh, the third year, we got to where we were, were were very competitive, but we just couldn't win the really big games. And then in the fourth year, uh, we went to the NCAA tournament for the first time in the, in in the, the school history. Yeah, Florida basketball program. I, I saw that, Bobby. It says here that you went, you took them twice, and that's the only two times in the history of the program. Well, Coach Pasco, I want to thank you for your time and some great stories. I, I, I appreciate the insight. I know the Acadiana fans love hearing you again, and uh, appreciate it. Hey, keep 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 getting that hitting that golf ball straight like you always do. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, uh, yeah, you hit him pretty good. I, I've watched you. Coach, thanks for being on here with us today again. I appreciate you you being on. Okay, Danny, thank you. Uh, okay, you bet. All right, it's time for a timeout. That was Coach Bobby Pasco of the USL Raging Cajuns. Back in the day, we're here in Acadiana. Watch us on Simulcast Stadium 32.3 or 133 LUS Fiber. 103.7 The Game, Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We're back on the Jardy Hubberg Show. I'm Coach Danny Broussard, your guest host today. Uh, I want to give a shout-out. My boy Danny Fontenot always has the answers. He said that it was a 2005 against the White Sox that swept my Astros, and I couldn't go to the Dawn World Series game. Oh, well. So, so, so life is. All right. Well, we just had a good hour. Uh, we had uh, start off with coach with the coach with Jacques Doucet from WAFB TV in Baton Rouge, a local boy, North Bermuda High School grad. And then we were able to get Coach Bobby Pascal on again. We cut him off short yesterday. We got him on today. We want to thank him for being on. Hey, hang with us. We're going to have George Faust, and I'm going to take a bunch of questions. Think about your best game you've ever attended. I want to hear those questions. Call us at 706 We'll be back on the Jordy Holberg Show. Live and local, this is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. We're back here on the Jordy Holtberg Show. I'm Coach Danny Broussard, your guest host today. 
Uh, well, we just had the first hour wrapped up. We had a nice little interview with Coach Bobby Pasco. I kind of cut off short yesterday, so he's we've had him back-to-back days, but he had like about six minutes yesterday. So we got Coach Pasco to tell us a few more USL and South Florida stories. And then uh, we also had Jacques Doucet gave us some pretty pretty good comments about his his tough interviews when he maybe he asked a question he did he maybe didn't want to ask or shouldn't have asked but but uh anyway so we had him on so uh in this hour we're going to try to take as many calls as we can so uh I, I, my question to you today is i'd like to hear from people about what's the greatest event uh that they've attended in person, you know, or one way, and I say greatest, you know, maybe something that happened that you'll never forget or just a memorable game that you went to. And uh, my, my boy James, when we're talking off the air, James said, Coach, I got one. So, so James, sh- share me one of your most memorable uh, sp- sports stories you got when you attended a game. Uh, there are actually a few. All right. My, what, probably the most, the, the best one that I can think of would have to be when I went to the Saints Panthers game in 2019, I mean that was just an epic one. Where I mean, Christian McCaffrey was probably like MVP even at a running back, and just watching. Even though Alvin Kamara was injured at the time, just yeah. seeing Drew Brees live because yeah. we got the tickets from season ticket holders, uh-huh. and with season ticket holders, you also are able to have the opportunity to be a part of uh, the flag unfurl. Oh, where yeah. it's where you where you're one of the people on the field whenever they're doing player intros oh, and the wow you got the, the, the star spangled banner and, and like we're we're waving the flags That's awesome dude so we got we we had the saints flag and at the end of it i remember the players going on the field like in the corner of the end zone yeah one of the end zones and they were doing a, a a team prayer and right before it while while they were finishing up the flags and stuff will lutz was doing his warm-up field goal so he was about 20 yards from us and then more towards the Saints sideline still about 20 yards away. Yeah. Drew was getting his war- last few wow. warm-up throws and I'm like, "Oh, that's, that's close." That like I have cool. a t- I have a ton of pictures of videos from it and that's when Will Lutz had hit that it was a chip shot field goal kind of it was about 30 yarder. Yeah, but still. Kept it cl- kept it close. It was near the near the bar <laughs> yeah, but yeah. still made it and they were able to win last second epic game. Yeah. Another game that sticks out to me. This one was more not a happy ending. But st- st- still, still haunts me is in 2014, Saints versus 49ers. I was at the game. Jimmy had two touchdowns. Jimmy Graham. That was whenever Drew he he was getting hit, but he was he somehow spun or did a spin move yeah. as he was getting hit. Yeah, turn around, threw it up to Jimmy Graham in the front of the end zone. He caught it. Like Jimmy had two touchdowns at that point in the game, and then. He he had a third one. Yeah, he, they it was like with a couple minutes left, maybe in the game they take the late lead, and then I see the yellow flag come out and they call Jimmy Graham for a push off oh. offensive pass offensive interference pass oh, in I the hate, end zone. Don't you hate those calls. And, oh. and you watch it, and it's like he yeah. didn't even fully extend. Oh. That was the first thing. Didn't even fully extend. But then also you watch the the defense the Forty ers defensive back. He just kind of. Falls all the way back to sell the call. Like, sell the really? Call. Yeah, yeah. We're calling that. Oh man. So that that one got to me. But one that I, I I had to dig deep because I was like, I've gone to a few Cajuns games, whether it's football, basketball, and basketball and baseball. I went as media members. Yeah. But for football, I remember in 2012, it was against Western Kentucky. That I just remember they just only ran the ball up the middle as halfback dive, halfback power every uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. 
but the Cajuns with Terrence Broadway was able to come back last minute with a 14-yard rushing touchdown. And I remember we were really close, probably about the 12th row. Yeah. But I remember after that touchdown, or late in the fourth quarter, I remember going down to the first row, like hanging out like just next to the players. Yeah. And I remember Terrence was walking next to the railing. Yeah. And as he passed by, like I was like, "Good job!" And I like hit on his shoulder pad. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, kid, that was that was two thousand twelve. Oh yeah. yeah, I was like, "This is so crazy!" This is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, you go speaking about that, it kind of touched my man. I mean, I could go on and on, but I was at the uh, matter of fact, I got. I, I'm pretty sure I had a basketball game that night. I swear, I think I got there late. But me and the wife went sit in the end zone. And I was at the, the the famous Texas A&M game when we upset A&M mm. and tore yeah. down tore down the goalpost. That, yep. that was pretty. That was, now, James, you weren't born yet when that. Happened. Happened, but no. <laughs> but, but that was a pretty uh, pretty not nice evening at, at at Cajun Field, you know to to you know to come and beat somebody like although A and M really wasn't they really weren't good that year, but you know they had they, they were A and M, you know I mean I think they didn't want to announce championship. A big name is a yeah, big name. Yeah, a big name is a big name. When you could come and beat somebody like that, uh, that was that was pretty awesome. All right, so uh, if you're sitting there and you got uh, some questions, uh, you know you got a game like like James and I can remember, uh, give us a call at the, the, the game hotline three three seven seven zero six. 0111. We'd love to hear about one of the greatest games or events that that you, as a uh, you know, firsthand got a, got a chance to to witness. That would love to hear your stories about that. Um, why, why, oh, I think James has a caller. We got a caller, James. All right, who we got on the line? We got T. Oh, my boy, uh, T's on the line. Hey, look. After our conversation yesterday afternoon, <laughs> I made a compromise. I'm gonna call you Coach Little Danny. Coach Little Danny. <laughs> for, for you listeners out there, this is my good friend Troy. Troy, I, I claim Troy is my cousin. I, we probably not real close, but you know us, Bruce Sorens from that Vermaid Parish. We all kind of, some way or another, are related. You know, so I think Troy and I down the line have a have a little bit of relationship there. But Troy, Troy teased me yesterday. He said, "Man, you know, I always know you as Little Danny." I told him, I said, Troy, my waistline is no longer little like it used to be. I, I went from 115 to, well, I'm not even going to say what I am right now, over 160. So, but you can, hey, you can, I like that coach, little Danny. That's cool. What's going on, Troy? How you doing, man? Oh, no, I got, I got two. Um, well, first of all, yesterday's show uh, better go down in the archives as one of the best uh, as far as the interviews and everything. That that was awesome. I, I appreciate yeah, that, Troy. Um, yeah, it was it, it was pretty Ricky good. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, Coach Pascal is still listening because I just want to tell him thank you for the opportunity he gave me. You know, and uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. For people that don't know Troy, you were you know you were pretty you were a pretty pretty good player at North Vermilion, and I think you're referring to. Uh, he gave you an opportunity to go try out for the UL basketball team, USL basketball team when, when you, when you graduated. Right. And uh, yeah, like you said, Hey, I, I got cut from the UL baseball team. You know, the only reason why they kept me is they had a stopwatch. And, and I know you remember this, Troy. I, I, really, I really was pretty fast. You know, I ran a hundred yard dash. I went to state in a hundred. I, I know it can't tell the day, but I was pretty quick. And so those UL coaches, they no, put me in the outfield. Uh, not, not pretty quick. You are very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I could I could play center field now. I could catch a ball. I just couldn't hit, man. And I know they kept me for one more time because they kept looking at that stopwatch like this guy can run. But when I got to the plate, they said, uh, he just can't quite he quaint can't cut it. So I got cut too. So but at least we had an opportunity to to be there and, and you know, you had that chance as well. Exactly. And I appreciate yeah. everything, you yeah. know. Uh uh 
as far as for the best games, I got two of them. The first one is so obvious. Uh, I mean, right when you asked the question, yeah. I knew my answer right away. And that was in 1988, which was, uh, you know, I just got out of college. And, you know, I was drinking a few pops and all that <laughs> in them days, you know. Uh, a few, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, went to an LSU game. My uncle had season tickets, uh-huh. so that was never a problem. And yeah. the Auburn game, the earthquake game. Oh, I don't remember yeah. a play from that game. I don't remember nothing. But that. <laughs> but that touchdown pass, huh? That's it. That's all I remember. And the crowd going, I mean, just it, berserk crazy. Yeah. And, you know, that that's that's stuck in my mind forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so you were there. Wait, Troy, where were, you si- where, where were the seats at? Where were you sitting at? In the end zone? No, 50-yard no. line. Oh, yeah? Damn. They got like some like good- I said, yeah. Uncle had season tickets, uh, Wow, and he worked for Guarantee Income, so. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, nice. He was vice president at, at the time, so anyway, I'm not bragging on that, but anyway, he had ten seats available on the, but the fifty yard line and about um, thirty forty rows up. Nice, so nice, perfect. That's you know, nice. It that it was just so crazy. Yeah, it had and to I'm, be. I'm still young, you know. Sure, so sure. You're like, what's going on I, here? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. So, and the second one, I'm pretty sure it was at your basketball tournament. I, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Because this, I think, is the only place I would have seen him play. Yeah. But Randy Livingston. Oh yeah. At, oh from yeah. Newman. Yep. Okay. They were down by six, and the coach called a timeout, and uh, he didn't look at any other player. I was with my brother-in-law, Ralph. Uh-huh. I don't know if you Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Ralph. big Ralph. Oh, Ralph was a good dude, yep. Yes, okay. And we sat right there, right behind the bench, because yeah. he wanted to see that guy play. Yep. And the coach didn't look at one other player. He walked up to Randy. He tapped him on the butt. He said, let's go. <laughs> and that was it. But he went off for like 12 points in a minute and a half or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And that was just something. I mean, oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. He was special, man. Troy, it, listen, uh-huh. Troy, you're talking about that. Talking about that. We, so we're sitting the first game. Newman came into the Sunkiss. So we're sitting there, and somebody said, uh, and I, I can't remember what, if Kevin Foote was here, he could tell you what number, he probably could tell you what number Randy Livingston wore, but I can't. But somebody said, uh, hey, hey, well, well, number 10, what, 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 what grade he's in, you know, because he was so, so I opened a program and I said, oh, well, there's a mistake. They have him listed as a freshman because, <laughs> you know, you know, coaches submit these Ross, you know how coaches are. They submit the Ross and half the time there's a wrong number or the wrong. So I said, oh, no, there's a mistake. I said, but I'll find out, you know. So, you know, Coach Billy Fitzgerald was one of the greatest coaches in, in Louisiana history. So uh, the game was over and uh, they went to the, the dress room. And when he came back out, we was in the hospitality room and said, hey, hey, Billy, I said, uh, the, the number 10 for you. Uh, what grade's he in? He goes, oh, he's a freshman. I'm like, no, you're kidding me. He goes, no, I know, right? He said, coach, he's going to be something. I mean, you, you could tell. He said, coach, he's going to be something special, you know? And uh, yeah, Randy Livingston came, I think, I think they came twice. I think he came as freshman in junior year uh, to the Sun Kiss. It had to be, he wasn't a freshman. He wasn't a freshman, so it had to be the second time he came. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, talk about, man. I mean, And look, if, if Randy's knee doesn't blow out, I mean, I think that guy has a pretty hell of an NBA career, you know? Um, so, no I mean, doubt he, in my mind. Yeah. 
No, I mean, he, he did okay. I mean, with a bum knee, he's still playing for the Rockets and, you know, still gave him some minutes, you know. So, yeah, he, he not got injured, man. Randy, would I think, would have had a heck of an NBA career. And as you, I don't know if you, Troy, I don't know if you know this, but he is now, did you know he's the head coach now at Newman, at his alma mater? I did not know that. Yes, yes, he's the head really? coach. Yes, he's in his third year, and guess what? He won a state championship last last year. <laughs> a lot of a lot of players from New Orleans want to play for 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 a legend like that, Randy Livingston. So he he's got he's got a nice roster over there at Newman, and it's only it's only getting better. I thought I heard he's got the best freshman in the city, of New Orleans, coming to him next year as well. So he he'll probably win. He'll go on a little run of a bunch right here coming up. But yeah, he, Randy is now coaching. Well, he uh, did he be invited to the sun kiss? Uh, these, Troy, guess what? He's coming. You know me, man. You know me. I'm trying to, I try to get the best. Uh, yes. He was, Troy, he was supposed to come this past year and he called me and said, Danny, I got invited to this national tournament. Is there any way I can, you know, I don't want to leave you hanging. Can you? I said, man, Randy, look, I know how it goes, man. Look, we'll find somebody. You go ahead and go. But, but, you are going to come next year. So he laughed. He goes, I promise you, I'm coming. So next year is this year, Troy. So yeah, we got the Newman Green. He's coming. Troy, he's got, um, I don't know where the kid, if he's committed, but I mean, he's, he's got one of the top, top. he's a top five prospect in the country. Uh, he, he's coming back from last year's team. I'm telling you, he's got, He's got the best sophomore and best, well, I'm sorry, the best junior and the best senior in the city of, of New Orleans is playing for him. So he's got, yeah, so he'll, they'll be fun to watch, no doubt. And so, yeah, you'll get to come watch him at the Sun Kiss. I know you you always come anyway, oh, no. so, oh, yeah, you'll be there. Alfred, you will be there. I promise you that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Troy, thanks for sharing those two those two good stories with us. I appreciate that. And uh, I, I appreciate you all. Every time I'm on, you're always listening. And I know 103.7 The Game appreciates you because I know you're a, you're a regular listener. So thanks for thanks for calling in, Troy. And thanks for uh, y'all show. I appreciate it. And uh, you did great, by that, the way. <laughs> well, thank you for pumping me up. I'm not good at this, but right. I appreciate the comment. All Th- right, thank you, Troy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, I'm Danny Broussard, your guest host on the Jordy Hopberg Show. It's time for a timeout. We're here at 104, I'm sorry, 103.7 Lafayette and 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. You're home for all LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY Sports Director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hey, George, how are you, my man? I'm doing great, Coach. How are you, man? I'm doing great. <laughs> enjoying the time <laughs> George you know you know it's like a fish out of water you know it's like like uh, put me in a gym and a basketball court I find I feel good but you put me in this studio uh George is uh, <laughs> I keep having to cut off these guests I got to cut off these guests I'm like man I don't know I don't know how to stop them and uh, it's that time out hey this is so funny Bobby Nerver just said you got more you call more timeouts at this radio session than you did all year last year <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's exactly right. That's it. Yeah. That well, is it. Well, George, how's, how's, how's your Friday going? What you, what you up to these days? Oh, dude, let me tell you what I've been, I've been, so we, we've, uh, we, ha- I was off all week. Okay. Of I took some vacation. Nice. So, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually, my son, my youngest son and I are actually 
on the road to the Astros Mariners game right now. Oh so wow, that's watch, cool, man. We're going to watch yeah, we're going to watch the Astros. That uh, is awesome. And, uh, that's gonna be a blast. It's his first time going to a major league game, so uh, yeah, he's all geeked up about it. So we're we're, we're looking forward to that. Oh, that's uh, gonna be I fun. I don't even know who the I, 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 we were talking about. I don't even know who the probables are today. Who's pitching? Man, is it but, is, uh, is it not matter. time? Is it not? I don't know. But uh, isn't it time for um? Ver, is it Verlander start? Verlander, I think Verlander. Dude. You get to see Verlander tonight, man. Dude, if, if Verlander's up tonight, dude, that's going to be legit. Dude. That is going to be awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Verlander. J- James is giving me the thumbs up. You know James. James already researching that. He's already on it. He's like, Coach, yep, Verlander. <laughs> wow, that's a great game you picked. Yeah. Tur- hey, George, so turn George, turn around. Yeah. Turn around. Come back and pick me up. Turn around. Can we still make it? Can we still make it? <laughs> Wait, we're trying to get to get there for BP, Coach. Uh, oh, got, I got you. I, I got you. Hey, Who, hey. Go ahead. Who's the Who's the kid? Who's the kid that uh that was just in the home run derby for Seattle? From who's Seattle. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, what is it? Julio Rodriguez. Harrison had to school me on that. Oh, there you that, go. That, yeah. Maybe maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll hit a couple of bombers in uh, into the Crawford boxes during BP. Yeah. And that, then never see the light of day during the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, hey, George. It's kind of funny you mentioned that story. I'll tell you. You know, as a kid growing up. Our, our vacation, you know, my dad was a carpenter. He worked a carpenter farm. He worked really hard. And, uh, you know, we either go, we either go to the West, to Houston. We'd go to, you know, about the time Astroworld was, you know, tremendous. So we'd go to Astroworld and catch a, and catch at least two games or maybe three. Or we'd go East to Biloxi. That was, that's, that's, that was the realm of our vacation. It was one or the other. And so, but I preferred, I preferred, I I didn't swim. I wasn't much of a swimmer. Didn't really like the beach. And and it's funny how it is now. I love the beach, but at that time, so I preferred going to Houston, but I mean, I had no choice. You know, they would tell us where we were going. So anyway, so man, George, I grew up, you know, uh, listen, the very first time I went, I was really, really young. I was like, I think four or five. I we right. I actually went to Colt Forty Five. It was it what the Astrodome was in the process of being built. It was Colt Forty Five wow. Stadium. Yeah, and George, only thing I remember, it started raining. We ran out back to the car and sat in the car until the rainstorm passed, and then went back out. That's all. That's the only thing I remember about Colt Forty Five <laughs> Stadium. Isn't that crazy? Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had the opportunity to take my older boy to. A couple of games. We went to one in Turner Field uh, back when the Braves played there. Yeah. To a couple of, at, I wanted to see the Red Sox at uh, in Houston a couple of years ago, so we did that. And uh, so now, uh, I, I, and I, you know, periodically I've gone to Astros games. Yeah. You know, throughout. Right. But, uh, right. Yeah. Just, just Harrison and I are, are, are on our way over there, man. It's going to be a blast. We're uh, we're looking forward to it, and then. Uh, uh, yeah, but other than that, you know, just, just Tip, typical summer. Relaxing, yeah, calm before the storm here because you know there you football go. season kicks off yeah. and all that good stuff, and then uh, obviously basketball season too. And I have a vested interest in high school basketball now because my son plays. So, yep, uh, my other son, my yep. older son, older son for the Pios. Uh, yeah, for the Pios. Yeah, right. I, heard, I heard you talking about the Sun Kids shootout. You know, you got to get the Pios over there, man. They always, George, they always have an open invitation. And, uh, you know, old Louis Cook III will call me and say, Coach, we're not good enough. We're not coming this year. Or, okay, hey, can we get in? Can we get in? So, look, you better, you better, you better pump up and say, hey, get, get, I'm, I'm already full. Hey, they, they yeah. good at, 
I don't. I don't even care if they're good enough. They, <laughs> they, 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 need, that, they need the competition. I understand. I, they, uh, look, I, I think they, they they're uh, they have they have a good little squad this year. Oh, and they were they've been good for the last couple of years. years they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been yeah, good. Well, it's going to be fun to watch some basketball too. But uh, obviously, football is uh, is king. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, we're ready for some football too. Yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so, uh, real quick, going back to you, uh, going back to the uh, Astro- the Astrodome. Uh, listen, yeah. I, there's no way. I, there's no way to document this. I, I wish it's just crazy how it is now. If I, I wish this would happen when I was, you know, what I would have could have documented. It. But George, we actually have. Uh, a Hank Aaron home. We caught a Hank Aaron home run ball. Uh, that, that because we always wow. we try to go in the Braves and the Astros are playing because we like both teams. And obviously, you want to see Hank Aaron. Yeah, we go to the Dodgers. Yeah. Don Drysdale. I remember Don Drysdale pitching Juan Marichal. Yep. Yeah, Juan Marichal. Or we go to the Braves. But we uh, have a Hank Aaron home run ball. I just wish we could. You know, I don't. I don't think there's any way to 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 verify it, so to speak. You know, I like it. I mean, it's got the National League emblem on it, but how do you say? You know, I got no idea if it was home run number six ten or eight. You know, four. But what, what, was it on TV? Oh, George. Uh, T- TV, George. George. There wasn't even TV at that time when I. You know, I'm, you forget how old I am, George. George, that TV is, is uh, I think it was black and white. You might have catch it if you turn the station right. It wasn't on TV. Heck, no, it wasn't on TV. But anyway, uh, hey, so look. It's somebody, fun- well, somebody had to be shooting the game. Well, I don't, like I said. If, they, if they're a photographer working their salt, they're following the ball into the stands. Into the stands? Yeah, well, well I, I better well, do some research on that. TV might have a copy of it. I might have to do some research. Might, that ball might be worth, you know, a hundred bucks. Who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. So, well, so yeah. No, I, I, I'm pretty. Yeah, I've had the opportunity to see, you know, Biggie Cabrera. Yeah. At Houston, a uh, couple of other, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Lucroy. I love going to watch when the Brewers would come play. Uh, uh, Houston. Yeah. Sure. Be a lot, that was a lot of fun to sure. watch. Watch uh, the former Raging Cajun. Yeah. Uh, no play. doubt. So that, that that's always a blast, but yeah, it's it, it, it's always fun to uh, kind of take a little break and, and watch some baseball, not as a uh, not as a member of the media, because a lot of people ask, you know, oh, you get to go to all the games, and yeah, you kind of do, right? You do, you get you get there, you get to call and be at the game, yeah. But you're really kind of focused, right, yeah, on right. what you're doing. Yes, you're not really like going. Oh, it's the third inning, and uh, Verlander hadn't thrown a thrown a uh, 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 you know given up a hit yet. You know, you're you're. I'm. A, I think I'm going to drink a beer to that. You know, you can't do that. <laughs> no <know>? right. No <laughs> right. You got you got you're, you're focusing and going. All right, who's Verlander got up in the fourth? Yeah, and he's got space to get through to give me have a have a scoreless fourth. Correct. Know? Correct. Or whatever. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. That's interesting point because I I'm the same way when I'm watching a basketball game. I never forget when Indiana won the national championship. I was too busy. Like I I didn't even enjoy the game because I was so busy watching Steve Alford just coming off of picks and constant movement to get open. Like, like I was just, right. I was focusing on it. Just like you talked about, I was focusing on him and really didn't really, we we're watching the game. It, it's just crazy how it is. It's just how I, my mind works. And I want to see how is crazy. Alfred getting all these shots. And that man. final four. Yeah. I, I actually went to that final four. You did? Um, and, and Yeah. Oh yeah. I was, uh, what was that? 87. Yeah. That's about right. Old. That's about right. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Steve Alford had 23 points. He had seven three-pointers and a layup. There you go. That's right. That's exactly yep. right. So, yeah, so yep. that's that's funny how that goes. All right, well, George, I want to ask you this. 
Uh, I asked this to Jacques Doucet as well. I want to hear your side. So, you know, as a reporter, you, like you talked about, it, you know, it's you got to have it's not an, it's not as easy as people think it is. And, you know, I mean, sometimes you're covering free, five sports at the same time. But I want to ask you this. What what's what's one of the times? What was it, your your toughest moment? Whenever you asked that question that probably everybody in the room wanted to ask but didn't have the guts to ask, and you asked it, and and whoever the coach was, kind of kind of you know targeted you or, oh, or kind of who? Can, can, can you tell me a couple of those? I don't, I don't know if it's a question. That well, yeah, it was a question that everybody wanted to know. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell myself. All right, we're in. Post game at LSU, right? Okay. Les Miles is the head coach, and I think they just they 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 lost to Florida. Tim Tebow, you know that Florida game, and they didn't convert a third down, uh-huh. at, like at all, right? So he, he Coach Miles goes on with his his speech, right? He's like his opening statement, and he's talking, and then I heard somebody on the other side of the ask a question, but I was you know. It's I, I, no. If you haven't been in those post-game press conferences, it's really hard because the room is small, yeah. and they crap all the media in, and so you, you're you're all together. And yep. you, you can you can all you can hear each other, but you're not really you're not really like. I guess it was hard for me to hear from the other side sure. because the questions aren't mic'd up. Right. Coach Miles was mic'd up. But the questioner, you know, when you're asking a question, you're just yelling it out. Yeah, sure. So I didn't hear. I didn't hear the question. Uh-huh. The question came from Bobby Abair. Okay. So Bobby Bobby Abair asked him about the third down conversion. Okay. Situation. They were like, they were like, you know, I don't know. It was horrible. When he looked this stat up, it was like either they didn't convert a first down, the third down, the whole game, or like three of fifteen, or it was something. Yeah, crazy. something anyway, bad. Yeah. So whatever it was. So he answers Bobby's question, and you know I'm I'm because I'm focused in. I'm like sitting there going, "All right, I need to do a story on this." Yeah, you know, and I'm this is this is the story. Yeah. So let me I'm going to ask this question. Yeah. And I think everybody wanted to know that answer, but I, I didn't realize that he was just talking about that. <laughs> so instead of because you can rephrase the question, sure, and have him sure, it again, right, right. So if I would have. If I would have heard his question, I would have won either not answer, ask the question yeah. or come up with a different question, <laughs> right. you know? Right. And so, and so you can see, so I asked the question about third downs or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And Wes Miles, if looks could have killed, I'd have been dead. Yeah. Because <laughs> that man looked straight at me and got pissed off so bad. He's like, did you not just hear his question? And I was like, oh, my no, God. sir, I did. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, crap. And, this, you know, you know, I'm I'm from New Orleans, right? So all the New Orleans guys know me. Yeah, right. It's not like I, I, I've made more than one or two blunders with all my buddies from New Orleans in, <laughs> in the same press conference. Sure. And that's probably why I'm not working in New Orleans. But, <laughs> um, but, but they, all, they, all, they all were like, they, 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 so, so less. He just he looks at me and he goes, "Did I hear what he just said?" And I said, uh, "I said no, Coach. I, I, I'm sorry, I didn't." And uh, he goes, well, "Well, if you if you were listening, you you would have heard." He, he asked the third down conversion, blah, 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 and he starts going <laughs> off. And then, he, and then he looked at me and he goes, "You know, we really got we really had to make convert." I, it, it, he like he realized he was about to jump my butt. Yeah. 
and, yeah. and, and just go jump down my throat. I almost thought we were on the phone together, uh, just me and you. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I hear <laughs> you, man. He, 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 jumped, he jumped down my jumped down my neck. You could see he was about to do it. And then he stopped, and then he, he just kind of gave a, 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 a real quick generic answer. Yeah. And then he, 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 he let it go. Yeah, right. And right. then he looked, at, he looked at me, and he winked. And I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was probably the one question I wish I wouldn't have asked, yeah. or I would have been paying attention a little more. But what, what happens is you get so focused on whatever your angle of the story is, yeah, that you forget you're not really paying attention. You are, no, you want you ready to get your question? Yeah, you want to get your. You want to get right. your question answered, and so you're just waiting for the opportunity. Not, not, I, I can, t- right. I completely see that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, well, George, look, have a safe trip to, to uh, Houston, uh, man. Enjoy yourself tonight, and uh, send me a couple of send me a couple of live shots and pictures tonight. Uh, uh, where where you where you sit? Yeah, send me some pictures. All right, George, thanks a lot for being on today. Appreciate you. All right, no problem, Coach. Anytime, we'll talk to you soon. All right, appreciate it. Tune in next week to Jordy Holdberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Download the free The Game mobile app for Android and Apple devices. No matter where you are in the country, you can listen to The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back the Jordy Holtberg Show. I am not the blonde bomber. I'm the gray-haired old man, Day Coach Danny Broussard here. I don't have too much gray, just a little touch, but it's uh, it's proceeding as we go along here per, pretty much. But anyway, uh, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying our two. We, we, uh, we're getting close to, to ending our, our second segment here, but uh, uh, we've had, uh, if you've been listening, we had uh, Jacques Doucet to come on, and then we had Coach Bobby Pascal again, who I kind of cut short yesterday. And then, uh, and then we had uh, just now we had old George Faust, who's always got some interesting stuff for us. So uh, our question today, Con, is what's one of the greatest games you've ever seen in person, uh, you know, or or maybe something that unusual happened? And uh, I think we got one of my maybe my former players here. I think uh, that's calling in. Uh, is this the famous JP Bouillon? JP, you with us? I don't know about famous, maybe <laughs> infamous. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, I got on today's show. I heard yesterday was the Hall of Fame show, so this is the Hall of Shame uh, show. <laughs> so I'm calling in. Um, this is Co- yeah, this is JP Coach. Good to hear from you, JP. I'm just getting off the golf course. We had a lot of electricity out there, so I didn't hear the question. Yeah. That you posed. Okay. Um, all right, What's so the question, all right, coach? all right. So, so JP, the question I'm asking today is, what what is one of the greatest games that you've ever witnessed in person, not on TV, but in person, or or it could be something you know crazy happened, like I told the story about the the guy from the Pelicans that flipped and went into an, a flaming a flaming circle and they couldn't get the fire out, and when by the time they put it all out, there was all kind of stuff all over the floor, and our boy Popovich was going nuts, like what the heck is going on? Okay, yeah, yeah. So so. What, that game. Yeah, so now, you had that. You had that a, game. I was a participant in the game that uh, that I have for you, Coach. Okay, but I all right. Tell me about it. In the game, exactly. All right. 
Uh, I was a, I, I sat from the bench okay. and watched the game. <laughs> All right. But uh, it was at the Cougar Dome. Yeah. Uh, we played against Capitol High School in oh. the playoffs. Oh. And John I, B. Avenue knocked, yes. it, knocked down a three to send us to the top 28. Yes, indeed. I, I, I can remember that shot like it was yesterday. That's one of the greatest games that I've ever witnessed live, for I, sure. Yeah, listen, I, that you, I, I, I can remember like it was yesterday. And, JP, the thing I remember the most is that it's one of those games where, you know, you, you don't win by 10. It's all, you know, it's it's the last second the ball goes in. I just remember I remember the, the, our fans just rushing the court. Uh, it was like, uh, you know, picking up John. It was, yeah, that was an unbelievable game. JP, I want to share a little insight with you on that. You, I, you might know this, but I, you might not know this, but... But, uh, you know, we were down. I mean, you know, we were the favorites going to that game. We were, you know, we were favored to win that game. Capital had a nice it little didn't team. It feel like that at practice, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like we were pretty, uh, pretty large underdogs at practice. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, you might be right. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, Jay, you know, we were. If you remember, we were we were down that whole game, man. We were, we were down, by, and I'm not sure we weren't double digits. And look, man, JP, we called timeout. We went to our, you know, our press, and we started, you know, creating turnovers. And I'm telling you, man, look, we expended a lot of energy, and. Uh, and he called Coach Stewart, who's a great, great coach. I'd been at Capitol. He coached the boy. He coached Simone Augustus. You know, he was one of those few guys that co- I don't know how he did it, but JP, he coached Alvin Stewart, coaches the boys and the girls at Capitol. Wow. Yes, yes. And so, matter of fact, we were, we were making a playoff game. He goes, he, the, the girls were in the playoffs. And so he's like, okay, well, coach, yeah, let's do this. Uh, you know, f- uh, Friday night, we might be in the Sweet 16, you know, back in the calls. And so we had, yeah. we had to make sure they weren't playing the same night. And we got lucky because their girls played on the Thursday. That's we unheard played, of yeah. before a basketball to be coaching both yes. boys and girls abs- abs- absolutely it was crazy but but so so going back to my story jay so we made a big run but i'm telling you we exerted a lot of energy we were, I, I, we were spent man and oh yeah and, yeah and listen they they called a timeout and at the timeout there was an irate fan who was uh, was uh, 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 he was upset with the officiating and so he threw a water he threw and it wasn't it, back in those days we had cups we had cups he threw a, he threw the cup with the water onto the onto the court towards towards the referee so JP we got water everywhere so man so look I I, I told myself oh man this is great I couldn't ask for anything better so I, you know I, who, JP right. who was who was I you'd have to refresh my memory who was our manager who was our manager at the time Josh Josh Adams Josh Adams yeah oh, yeah, yeah. so I said oh yeah and Josh was on top of things so I said Josh Josh go get go get go get me a towel so JP I got a towel and I went walk I walked very I learned from one of my old managers Mr. Yeah. Bob Tronho he used to walk out <laughs> to change pictures he'd walk out real real slow so I took right. my time I, I got the that. towel yeah I got on the knee and I started very you know taking Taking my time washing, you know, and so the the referee came and he said, Coach, you guys said, No, 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 it's not it's still still a little damp. Hold on. <laughs> Josh, Josh, give me another towel. So so JP, the timeout, instead of lasting one minute, lasted about four minutes, and I swear. Alvin, look, I'm telling you, me and Alvin Stewart talk about that to this day. He goes, yeah, my darn fan cost me that game. He really believes the same thing, that it gave, <laughs> yeah, it gave us time to regroup and, and to get our breath underneath us. We came back out, and yet, like you said, Jay, we, we – t- now, Jay, when when Jay, when uh, when, B, when B Avenue hit the shot, do you remember, was it tied at the time that we we – or were we down? Were we down by one or two, or was it tied? Man, I don't remember. Yeah. 
I don't remember. I, can't, I think it was Todd. I think so. it was Todd. I can't remember either, but I just know that ball when he hit that game winning shot. Uh, the I Cougar Dome erupted. Todd, but it, it wouldn't have mattered. Like, if we were going into overtime, I, like you said, yeah. we were so gassed. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I don't think I don't see us winning that game yeah. in overtime. I yeah. don't know. We were pretty tough, though. We were. We, were we had tough. a good. We had a good squad. We really had a good squad. No, you're right. We were tough, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a memorable game for me. Uh, you know, JP, t- remind me. Um, were you at the time? Where were you when we had when we went to uh, went to Washita? And now I'll tell you now we were huh? at the madhouse, coach. We that, pulled out the uh, at the madhouse before the game. <laughs> at the madhouse, that's one of the that's one of the greatest games I've ever been involved in. At the madhouse, they they hadn't lost a game home game in two years. They were thirty two and zero. They were heavily favored, and boy, we went in there with old big Zec, uh, Xavier Blackburn and Will Norman and Ross Russ yep. Brown and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, oh, help me out. Um, oh well, shoot. Fathery wasn't on that team. Yeah, Jason Fathery. Yes, yes. James LeBlanc. James LeBlanc. Yeah, we we yep, we James went in. LeBlanc. Yeah, James LeBlanc. We went in there and man, pulled the upset of the year. One I that was, you know, but Jay, coach, you yeah. got to talk about the gamesmanship that you pulled before that game though, <laughs> with the the tape measure. Casey Jones didn't know what to do. No, yeah, you're right. So just to fill the the the, the listeners in, so y'all, we were warming up before the game, and at the time, Steve, Coach Stroney, Stephen Stroney was my assistant, and he looked up there and he said. Said, was a shoot around. He said, Coach, I don't think that goes 10 feet. I said, I said, why do you say that? He goes, Man, look our guys. They, they jumping up and they almost touching, they're almost touching the rim. It's not 10 feet. So at that time, I think Trey, yeah, James Trey, LeBlanc was dunking at shoot around, yeah, right? That's right. That's that, right. that don't happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so I call, I never forget, I call, I think Trey was a freshman or summertime. I don't know. So I called Roxanne Tusha. I said, Roxanne, can you stop at a Home Depot, get me a tape measure? And she's like, what? I said, yeah, let's just got to be at least 10 foot high. Give me a tape measure. So she stops at a Home <laughs> Depot. They come in the gym. And so we get up there and, and, and we're measuring the goal. We get on a chair. We put a tape measure. We're looking down. It's like it's like nine feet 11. So, man, I'm like, oh, yeah. So the, the other coaches, they saw us. And so the assistant, Casey, would not come talk to me. The assistant walked over and said, uh, what's the problem, Bruce Orr? And I said, well, the goal is not 10 foot. He looked at me like, what? I said, we just measured 9-11. He said, well, what you going to do? I said, well, we're not going to play the game if it's not a 10-foot goal. So, man, look, that coaching staff was so upset. They were, they were mad. And so the referee crew that came in was a Baton Rouge crew, and I, I, knew, I knew those guys, you know. And so Mike Parrish comes in, and, and, uh, and, uh, Jenkins, and, and, and Mr. Jenkins comes in. Jenkins was the head referee. So, so he walks in. I said, Mr. Jenkins, come see. I said, I got a little problem. He said, what's that? I said, I said that goal's not 10 foot. He goes, well, how do you know? I said, I measured it. He said, well, you got the tape measure? I said, yeah. He said, well, give it to me. <laughs> so, so, JP, you can about imagine all the fans are coming in. They pour it in, and they're like, what's going on here? Why are they measuring the goal? So, so Mr. Jenkins comes to me, and he goes, Coach. He said, man, he said, look, it's, it's close. It's, it's like, I said, I know it's close, but it ain't 10. He goes, coach, it's like, it's like nine foot, 10 and a, and a half. I said, he said, what are we going to do? I said, look, Mr. Jenkins, I made my point. I got, I got what I need to get done. We'll, we'll go ahead and play the game. He goes, well, that's what I wanted to hear. So I let it go. We want to play in the game. And this is the, one of the ironic parts. Well, there's two ironic parts in that. They wouldn't. They they made us. They forced us to play the game at seven. Now we had to drive all the way to Washita, a four hour drive. On it's on a Tuesday night, JP, and they would not I was agree. There, to, coach. Yeah, I yeah, I know. They wouldn't agree to let us play the game at six, and oh, I was, was I was really. Wanted- 
Yeah, I was teed off about that. I was really upset about that. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I never heard of you're not letting the visitors play at what time they want to play at. You're going to force. So the baseball coaches, they were there. They had a baseball game, supposedly, and the baseball team couldn't get there till 7. The announcer and the scorekeeper were all baseball coaches. And, JP, this is funny, but when it started the game, when the referees came to say that, the baseball coach gets on there and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, it's official. The goal is 10 feet. So they start going crazy. They start going crazy. They start partying. But, but JP, the best part of the story is, you know, X, really, X, X was a great athlete. He's one of the best players. But he really, X didn't jump great. He, was, he could rebound. No, he wasn't no, a great leaper. He wasn't a great leaper. No. And X never, hardly ever dunked. He never did. And if you right. remember, at the end of the game, he stole that, he stole that, that inbounds right. pass. And guess what he did? He dunked it on the nine foot, <laughs> 10 goal to, to put, yeah, nine, to put nine right. foot, uh, ten inch uh, goal, no doubt. Yep. Exactly right, and he dunks it, and we go crazy. <laughs> and I'll never forget the principal who I tried to get the game with him as well to move it to six. He wouldn't move it for me. You know what I mean? I couldn't help myself. I could. He was at half court, <laughs> and after we shook hands, I said, uh, "Let's see. I can't. I'm having a mental block on his name, but Mr. Geis." I said, "Mr. Geis." You should have played at six. <laughs> he, he wasn't happy with me. Anyway, well, JP, thanks for sharing that best, one of the best games ever. I brought back some great memories for me. I appreciate it. And uh, JP, I want to give you a shout out. You know, you're one of my boys, and you're now in the coaching ranks at Sacred Heart. You've taken them to the playoffs. They hadn't been in 30 years. You've taken them to the playoffs what, twice now since you've been there, or three times. And I just want to compliment you on the job you've done at Sacred Heart of Ville Platte. Oh, thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. You bet. You bet. Thank you. Thank you. That was J.P. Bouillon. I'm sorry. All right. So uh, that was J.P. Bouillon from Sacred Heart. Uh, we're going to time. It's time for another time out here. I'm Danny Broussard. I've been your guest host on the Jordy Holberg Show. We had the game, 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for all LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You can score a new Apple Watch by sending a simple text message. That's right. The game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants to hook you up with a new Apple Watch. All you have to do is join our brand new text club. Simply text GAME to 337-283-8100. That's GAME to 337-283-8100. Once you join, you will be eligible to win an Apple Watch. Plus, you will have a ton of chances to score other great prizes like Astros tickets and so much more. It's the Game Text Club. Find out more at 1037thegame.com and 1041thegame.com. We're back on the Jordy Hubberg Show. Coach Danny Broussard here is your guest host of the last couple of days here for Jordy. Um, well, while we've had a good couple of hours, I want to thank uh, all of our guests today. Uh, appreciate um, uh, Jacques Doucet uh, coming on with us as well as, as well as our media guy, George Faust, and then uh, also Coach Bobby Pascal. So a uh, great, great day today. Appreciate everybody. Coming. Thanks for all the callers, too. We had some really good calls and great stories. We appreciate all of you calling in today. Uh, don't forget, stay with us. Next up is going to be Miguez and Mesh. They're going to be with you on the next hour. I'm Danny Broussard signing off. Appreciate being here.